What's going on, you guys? Uh, this is going to be a fun one. I uh, haven't done much training on how to actually go get jobs inside your home service business, and in this case, specifically a washing business uh, on a shoestring budget. So I'm going to be sharing some of my tips, some of my strategies here to help you go get the word out about your business. So this was casted inside my Facebook group. If you're not yet in that, check it out. Uh, it's the home service cleaning entrepreneurs, and that's linked up in the show notes for you. Um, and so if you're running a related home service business, the principles are going to be uh, the same, but the examples are for uh, a washing business. So uh, I hope that you enjoy. I hope you find a good amount of learning here uh, and that you can draw some gold nuggets from this podcast. I appreciate you and enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Home Service Business Coach Podcast with your host, David Mowerman. You will learn to grow your home service business and transition from being the technician in your business to being the CEO and leading your team to success. Get a front row seat where you will get practical advice from industry experts on how you can level up your home service business. Get ready to take some notes because we're going to jump right into it here. All right, and one final announcement before we dive in, talk about how to market your business. Uh, I currently have my foundations coaching program on promo for this week. So if you are on the fence at all about thinking like, hey, maybe I should get some coaching, get some systems built in my business, now would be an incredible time. I'm doing it because it's the start of the busy spring season and want to be able to help as many people as I possibly can. So go ahead and get your call booked with me and my team. We'll be able to get you squared away and make sure that you are indeed a good fit for the coaching program. Without further ado, enjoy this episode. Alrighty, what is going on, home service cleaning entrepreneurs? It is Dave coming at you live, uh, and we are actually recording this uh, to our podcast today live. So very excited uh, for you to join me today. Uh, hopefully you can catch it live. And today's topic is going to be all about how to get jobs in your washing business. So I'm going to be giving you some marketing tips. Uh, we had actually a submission on the podcast um, just a couple weeks ago where a fellow was saying, hey, could you actually record some information here on how to go get more jobs? And so um, we had a big week this last week and uh, my podcast actually hit its uh, 50th ep episode, 5-0. So super, super cool. And thank you to the gentleman who said, hey, you should make more stuff on how to get jobs. And I kind of like facepalm myself. I'm like, how did I do... 50 episodes for uh, you guys without uh, addressing how to actually get jobs. So uh, shame on me, but here we are today uh, creating more content around how we can actually go get washing jobs. So let's hear from you guys uh, in the chat. Uh, we got some good comments coming in. Uh, say hi, say what's up, and tell me uh, maybe where you're watching from or even your uh, business name. We get uh, to hear from you guys. And we may have time at the end to take on a few questions as well. So if there's anything I say that resonates or you're like, hey, I got a question on that, um, let's discuss it. So I'm not going to talk about myself too much on this other than the first couple minutes that you guys actually know who I am. Uh, I'm Dave. I'm a home service business coach. And I was just like you literally uh, five, six years ago in 2016, I had the great bold idea to go out and start uh, my pressure washing business, we started with window washing and gutter cleaning and have since moved into soft washing, uh, roof cleaning, uh, roof moss removal, should I say, as well as we have a holiday lighting division going on now. So um, I was just like you when I got started. Um, I started uh, washing on the truck. I'd never cleaned a window before, uh, before 20, I mean, maybe I did my parents' house, but never professionally and actually charged for it. And then I picked up this book here. Uh, I talk about this book a lot because it did change my life here. I'm not affiliated with it in any way. This is Michael Gerber's book, The E-Myth. You guys have heard me talking about this for uh, well over a year now. So if you've not read it, go pick it up because it totally changed what I was doing. I was working on the truck. I thought I knew what I was doing, right? Pressure washing, window cleaning. This book shook me up and said, oh no, Dave, stop working in your business so much. Let's actually start building systems. And so 
that first year of pressure washing and window cleaning, uh, I did $89,000 uh, in my first year, um, which was a good start. I was figuring out the business, but then we really started growing because I spent 36 months getting up early almost every single morning. Uh, my wife is a nurse, so she would get up, uh, head to her shift early, and I would take the car, uh, my Honda Civic, uh, two minutes up the street to Starbucks, and I would start my day from 6 a.m. to 8 a.m., six days a week, I kid you not, and I was on my MacBook typing out systems. And so what happened was now my cleaning business today with the holiday lighting division, we have two managers in place to run the day-to-day -day of the business. I'm largely freed up from that business and in a coaching leadership role, which I absolutely love. And um, that has only been in the last uh, five, six years that our company uh, has been started. So we're still in our kind of infancy mode. Um, we're still learning a lot, still growing. But I share that story for you guys so I can relate to you, right? I wasn't from an entrepreneurial family. I wasn't given a check for a hundred grand to go out and start a business. I was literally boots on the ground, figured it out. Um, and now over the last number of years, we've done over $2 million in house washing revenue. So not sharing that to brag, sharing that to tell you guys, I've literally been right where you are. And I had to figure this crap out, how to go out and get jobs i wasn't spoon fed them again started with like a three or i think i had five thousand dollars i started this business with three of three thousand of which i sunk into a pre-owned van got ladders got a you guys have seen the picture of me this little ryobi pressure washer from home depot and just like that i was in business so i can relate to you guys and uh, now i'm in a coaching role inside my coaching business which i absolutely love helping home service business owners helping washing business owners like you build proper systems and infrastructure inside their business. So for free tips today, guys, this is kind of your first one, E-Myth, check it out uh, if you have not yet. So to preface this um, talk, um, I would uh, love to hear from you guys if you want it. I have a guide um, literally on my computer right now, I'm looking at it. It's the top 10 ways to go out and get pressure washing jobs, um, but asterisks on a shoestring budget, right? And so, um, I'll gladly send you that guide if you want it. Throw uh, your, your name in the comment section here. And just before we get much further, just want to give um, a shout out here to uh, our people watching along from all over the world. So um, we've got uh, a couple of people. Andrew's asking what's the name of the podcast. Andrew, I just put it in for you. Um, home service business coach. And then now uh, we've got some good uh, regulars tuning in saying hello. Um, great to hear uh, from all you guys. So yeah, check out that podcast, 50 episodes now to help you grow, scale your business, get off the truck. So let's dive in um, and I wanna kinda get to sharing a few of my key ways that I have been able um, to go out and get jobs. Okay, now you'll notice I say on a shoestring budget. And so my personal opinion when you build this business, your first phase that a lot of you are in is kind of that zero to $250,000 revenue range, right? Where you're largely gonna be tied um, to the truck and you wanna obviously grow your business from there, okay? So that's why I say shoestring budget because most of you listening are gonna have probably more time than you're gonna have more money. And so I know I had that when I started up, right? I had this dream to grow a business but I wasn't sitting on you know, $40,000 to dump into you know, a PPC campaign on Google uh, or Facebook ads or anything. And so that's why I say this is kind of built in two phases. I believe the first phase, zero to 250,000, is all about scrappy, boots on the ground, organic marketing, which I'll explain in today's session. Phase two build out, I think, is when an owner should more walk down the road of um, dabbling with some paid ads. And so I don't suggest you do that yourself. I would look at working with a marketing company that can handle you know, your SEO, that can run your Facebook ad campaign, that can run your Google PPC campaign, get Google guaranteed, and you can spend a truckload on um, paid ads if you want. But I personally believe in phase one, you're building a brand and you've got to prove to yourself and also to your customers that you've got a real business, then I believe your paid ads is kind of pouring gasoline on the fire. So when new people come into my coaching program, we're just putting a pause on the paid ads because I'm first gonna teach them 
um, the organic marketing methods. I'm going to be sharing um, some of those methods with you today. So I ultimately, before we dive in, I want to tell you, and I've told this a lot, success leaves clues that you guys got to go find. And so you're on talks like these trying to get gold nuggets, which is great. Um, you know, there's a there's a phrase in business, you don't know what you don't know. And that was me five, six years ago. I didn't know what I didn't know, right? Until I read the e-myth, I said, what am I doing working all this time in my business? I should be the entrepreneur and I should be designing this business, not just doing, doing, doing. And so you gotta be um, very diligent with it. I think um, uh, growing a washing business requires more hard work, effort, and dedication than it does smarts, right? I'm not the smartest guy in the room, I can promise you that, but I would argue I'm one of the most hardworking and very diligent. And so you've gotta have this level of consistency in your marketing effort, right? Somebody messaged me on Facebook the other day, I'm sorry I forget your name, but this guy said, hey, I passed out 500 flyers, I haven't got a job yet, therefore flyering doesn't work. And I shot him back an audio message, I said, my man, you gotta deliver thousands of flyers to actually judge if this thing's going to have a return. So don't look at marketing as like sampling the buffet. Um, I built my entire business around these few marketing methods I'm gonna share with you. Um, so you don't have to go be on 18 different platforms you know, to grow your business pick a few of them and go a little bit deeper, okay? You're gonna be better um, building a moat that's like an inch wide and a mile deep instead of marketing, a lot of you are marketing a mile wide and just one inch deep, okay? So keep that in mind, you wanna pick a few of yours, a few channels and you wanna go deep with that, okay? Super, super important if you wanna get your business growing. And the last thing I'll say guys is before we dive in, it comes down to mindset, right? Do you want to have a self-employed mindset where you do $150,000 in revenue per year? Maybe you have one helper and you take your winters off to go to Thailand. That is fine, but you need to recognize you're owning a job within your own business, okay? Option two is you systematize, you build out a team, you create a vision, and you figure out these processes, like I'm saying, they're levers that you can pull how to get work, how to get jobs, and if you go that route, um, yes, employees can cause issues and can cause stress as anyone in this group will attest to, but employees can also be amazing, right? If they're trained properly and given the proper vision and checks and balances, they can be an incredible tool inside your business, which can free up your time and you can create an asset that can run without you. So the camp, you can probably guess what I subscribe to is more the enterprising entrepreneurial camp, having an asset that can run without you. I personally believe that is the, the way to own a business. Um, the problem in our home service industry is what Michael Gerber says, I'm not gonna steal his thunder. He says a lot of us have an entrepreneurial seizure, right? We go out and get a pressure washer. I had a seizure, I know that. I went to Home Depot, paid 200 bucks for my Ryobi washer and I thought I knew the pressure washing business, but boy was I wrong. It's actually, we're running a customer service business that happens to do window washing, pressure washing. And so we gotta be very clear in our mindset. If we're gonna build this thing to run beyond yourself, you've gotta go crazy on the systems, okay? It took me three years. I would say it took me three years to more figure out how this business works. And I'm six years in now. And even in my coaching role, I'm still, I would say, figuring this out. So again, one last mindset thing before we dive in don't believe that you have this thing figured out um, because once you achieve this like guru, guru status and think you know everything, um, you know, pride goes before a fall. So one of my own personal core values is to be a lifelong learner. And so I'm always investing in my growth. You can see all these books behind me. Uh, I have read all of those books uh, to my knowledge that are standing up on the bookshelf. And so I'm all about learning, growth, advancing, and the ultimate secret success, if you want to ask me, Dave, what's your number one gold nugget, which I've had people ask, it's literally one thing. Go get around people that are where you want to be, okay? When I grew this business, I um, hired a business coach, I got around mentors, I looked uh, in my country 
who had already had a bigger business than I did. And I went out and got around them. And again, success leaves clues. So you don't currently, you're listening to this, great. You currently don't know what you don't know. And so what got you to this level is not going to take you to that next level. So very important um, to be talking about. So we'll just catch up on a couple of these comments, guys, and then we're going to transfer in, talk about marketing. Um, Damon Doward, what's up? Uh, he says, what's your opinion on organic SEO? Uh, I'll hit that one right now. You got to be doing it. Um, you know, for us, we built out um, different landing pages in our area. Um, all based on keyword research and we worked with a marketing company to do that um, You know what really helped grow my business guys and this is one of my tips I'm going to talk about is ranking yourself well on Google. Okay, there's a there's a funny phrase I think the best place to hide a dead body is on the second page of Google. Okay, nobody's going to page two of Google you gotta be on um, in ranking in the map pack and you got to do that by having consistent reviews trickling in okay so i'm going to put in a company that we use here is called nice job and nice job helps us with our review automation so that we can collect reviews when we're done the job so uh damon absolutely we got to be getting going on organic seo very important google's changing all the time i'm not going to profess i know how they work because i don't i don't think anybody really does but you got to get your page ranking in your service area every market's different in canada or the u.s you got to do some research you got to see how your company's better and you got to start getting reviews that your customers are going to love um, telling uh, the word about your company okay um, another question from hunter says when it comes to marketing putting all your eggs in one basket what are my thoughts so on that one hunter i would say don't go all into one channel i would say go fairly heavily into like three, four, five different channels, test them all, and then pick your top two or three, and I'd go deep on that, okay? Jim Collins in one of these books behind me says, with marketing, we first fire bullets, and then we fire cannonballs, right? And so for us, I don't just go out and pick one channel and go like, you know, balls to the wall with it. I'll actually test a few things, and then we'll go down this rabbit trail to more figure it out. So. For you guys that are like zero to 250 grand, I just wanna take some burden off your shoulders where you don't feel that you need to have a YouTube channel and a LinkedIn and a TikTok and a GMB and a this and a that. It's like, make it simpler, okay? Growing a washing business is actually uh, a very simple model, but it's very difficult because it requires people to be working inside our business. There's moving parts and businesses are complex organisms. And so you want to do your best to make things as simple um, as possible. But to, to Hunter's point, we don't want to just go all in on one thing. It's a very dangerous place to be. It's like if I had a pressure washing business that did $100,000 a year, and let's say that one of my clients was paying me like 70,000 of that 100,000, that'd be a very scary place to be because I'm all built up on that one client. If that one client pulls the plug and books someone else down the street, well, I'm kind of screwed. So that's why I love the washing business is you can have thousands of clients that if you lose five or 10 or even a hundred of them, you still have a couple thousand left. So it spreads out the risk through your client base. So that's one thing um, that I personally really like about the cleaning business. Um, Hunter's asking how many trucks we run. So we consistently run anywhere from four to five trucks uh, inside my business. We like two person crews uh, and we book up those crews ranging um, anywhere from uh, $1,500 to $2,500 a day um, depending on the time of year. So great question on that. Um, couple other questions coming in. Um, we'll get to those uh, later if we have time because I want to stay on point with our with our topic here, okay? So let's dive in, guys. I want to, you know, I kind of set context where we're going. Now let's get to talking about marketing, okay? So number one thing I want to touch on is with building your brand, okay? So you guys have heard enough of my podcast to know that I want to build this business with a 10-year game plan, and I highly recommend that you do the same, okay? So when we're able to build a brand, when you've decided to actually build a brand within your area and get serious about it, it's going to make 
a lot of your decisions easier okay so one thing before we go deeper on that is like i would beg all of you listening whatever market you're in is don't be the 99 dollar special guy okay so we all get into business we go knock on a few doors and we start doing jobs for like a hundred or 200 bucks that really devalues your service initially and you know ultimately erodes the industry but it's a terrible place to actually build a business from so some people will say oh get in cheap and then you know raise your rates on customers over time traditionally what i found is your customers who are your customers in the first year you'll probably figure out more your pricing strategy and they probably won't be your customers in five years from now because you're starting to charge more and build a real business so my advice with marketing when you get going is to build a proper brand okay so you can either go 99 dollar guy and do all these jobs under the table or you can actually build an official brand and so that's going to take care of a first few marketing points that i would highly suggest okay so when we're choosing to build a brand we're actually choosing to go wrap our trucks properly okay truck wraps depending where you are could be two three four thousand dollars that is a significant amount of money to invest but is it worth it absolutely i would say if you look at wrapping your truck uh today i would wager that in the next six months the whole thing will be paid for maybe even less so the the big thing with building a brand guys and and i'll tell you this with a within a short story of a mistake i made uh now it's four years ago in 2018 okay i thought i gotta go get the word out so i booked a tv slot right and took my business on tv filmed the commercial and i sat back and waited for the phone to ring and guess what i threw in a few thousand dollars the phone did not ring not a single lead and it was like a mindset shift for me saying wow you don't want to try and have your business be everything to everyone again you want to get in your lane and go super narrow and super deep and stay really focused okay and so what i would strongly suggest when it comes to brand building you want to become almost famous within the neighborhoods that you work in okay so again we're not getting social media famous or hitting up influencers to give us a shout out or you know hitting up someone famous asking for a share like that crap just my opinion does not work you've got to become famous in your area and so you got to ask yourself where do where does your ideal customer hang out okay now they're probably living in a fairly affluent area and chances are they're probably not just hiring your window cleaning company or your soft washing business right they're hiring for pest control they're hiring their landscaping they're hiring painters they're hiring for their carpets clean they're hiring all these businesses that have actually done a good job creating a brand so i think most service business owners when they get started again they think it's more about like let's just go get work and get it by the cheapest ways necessary i would actually encourage you to press pause and actually say what brand am i actually building here okay and so we could make this a six hour session easily on what it means to build a brand but we'll keep moving on but just to give you a couple gold nuggets here that starts with a solid name a solid logo and when i look at your business what's that feeling that i feel okay it's been said a brand is what people say about your business when you're not in the room right i think jeff bezos said that uh, back in the day your brand is what people say about your company when you're not in the room right and so a good way to do this is go and read through your google reviews today right all of you probably should have a free listing set up on google um, because that's free money right set up your listing and read what your customers are saying if they're saying like affordable or reasonable um, that could be a problem as you grow your business okay you want to have your clients loyal to the brand not loyal to michael with michael's pressure washing business or damon with his pressure washing business right you want to have them bought in to the brand and again your brand needs to stand for something okay so for us i chose to start a washing business that was profitable here locally and cleaned homes locally but we also have a give back component where we actually donate three percent of our revenues 
to sponsor clean water projects across the world. And currently we're in Cambodia. Uh, last year we co-sponsored a uh, high school. And so it's just my firm belief that I wanna use my business to actually do good around the world. So that is something tied into our brand, right? People say revive washing and that will probably come up. Oh, those are the guys that actually donate to whatever. That's tied in with the brand, okay? So figure out a way to make your brand better and different and stand apart and, and start to move your clients along this path where they're not just loyal to your cheap price and your bargain discount, you know, $99 special. That's not what it's about. Create them loyal to your brand and you're gonna have customers for life that, again, they want the company coming in. They don't care. People don't care when they hire Revive that is Dave gonna be on site or will Dave be answering the phone or will Dave be doing the quote? It doesn't matter, right? They just want their thing taken care of. They don't. They just want a professional crew and professional service. So build that brand, number one, is um, hugely important. So guys, give me a shout out in the comment if this is um, resonating. I'm gonna grab a quick uh, swig of water and we'll keep moving on. I wanna make sure this is landing, uh, that there's good value uh, for you guys and girls as you watch along here. All right. So let's keep moving on. We'll get into more the nitty gritty here, okay? So again, with getting famous in the neighborhood when you're building a brand, a few things come to mind, okay? So I can tell you door knocking works good. I can tell you flyers work good and I can tell you signs work good, okay? Some of you might've heard me say door knocking and you're like, screw this guy, right? I'm not going to knock on doors. I can tell you um, I have personally booked, uh, I actually don't know a number here, but I've booked a lot of work. I've been um, in the service business now for 13 years. I've had um, painting companies before I figured out systems and kind of this e-myth uh, approach. And now I'm five, six years into my washing journey. And so I can tell you door knocking guys is like a marketing hack on steroids. If you can change your mindset around, I can tell you, you could go, we could go market in the same area, okay? So let's say person A goes out today and passes out a thousand flyers. I'd guarantee you'll get probably one phone call, maybe two, one to two, okay? If I go to that same area and in one hour I could knock on 27 doors, I guarantee you I'd get one lead, maybe two, okay? So when you wanna talk numbers and get this business off the ground, I would turn to a door knocking strategy works great. Okay, now obviously you need to be uh, sensitive of HOA areas or no soliciting, um, but I've personally knocked on now over 4,000 doors through my career and I've booked hundreds of thousands of dollars in painting projects and washing projects. And so um, there's a lot that goes into this and this isn't gonna be a, a deep dive on door knocking, but um, uh, it, it will work, I can tell you that if you do it properly. And also what it did for me, um, back in the days when I was running my painting company, I was actually a very shy person uh, and, and was scared to talk to people. Well, door knocking will kind of kick the crap out of you uh, as far as being confident and actually selling your services at the door. So I'd highly suggest um, you look into that. And a great way to keep the morale up is actually enroll a partner who will be on the other side of the street and you'll do the other side of the street and you'll go door to door with your services. Now, as your brand grows, you might uh, start getting a bit lazy with that, but if you're just asking me right now and you have you know, $850 in your checking account and you're like, what's the best way to go get jobs? I would literally just put that into printing off basic flyers or door hangers and I would go and hire a helper and I would go out today and door knock uh, your target neighborhoods and you will get leads and I would do estimates right there on the spot and book people. So that is uh, a great way to get uh, work inside your uh, neighborhood. So that's kind of one I wanted to touch on. If you're, if you're just like, you know what, I'm not doing the door knocking, Dave, I'm gonna lose sleep, it's so scary, I'm so nervous. Okay, let's go with flyers. But just so you know, my honest opinion, you're gonna have to pass out a thousand flyers to get one lead. So would you rather go knock on 100 doors or pass out you know, 10,000 flyers or whatever it is, the, the, the option's up to you. What I would be suggesting though, is every job that you get, 
you absolutely need to pass out flyers to those neighbors around that job, okay? You could pass it out to like five neighbors around or 10 neighbors around. Again, becoming famous in the neighborhood, you gotta find multiple methods for people to see your brand, okay? You should have a nice branded shirt. I don't care if it's uh, a little, whatever those are called, collar or t-shirt, like it doesn't matter. And that's a whole nother rabbit trail. But when it comes to marketing, guys, we sometimes get in our own head with these little optimizations, right? Should it be a collar setup? Should it be a t-shirt? Nobody really cares, right? Just put your logo on it and be professional and you're gonna be good good to go, okay? We have t-shirts, does that make us better? No, you could wear a collared shirt, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, don't obsess on little tweaks and optimizations. Start focusing on the big rocks, the meat and potatoes, the necessities, which is just, getting people to know your brand, okay? The easiest thing to do when you start your business, in my opinion, you create a Facebook and Instagram page. That is like not even really starting your business, okay? Nobody knows about you. Um, people are starting businesses every day, every hour of every day in every city in the world. You've gotta figure out a way that you're different and you gotta get pretty dang good at promoting yourself and not being scared of what people are gonna say, okay? Me knocking on 4,000 doors, did I want to go do that? Not really. Did I book a ton of painting jobs from it? Absolutely. And kind of pushed me into this start with home services. So, um, and, and really trained me to be the person I am today that I can just turn on a live stream like this and just like let her rip and talk. Cause it's just like almost part of who I am helping coach entrepreneurs and people to grow. It just is second nature. So I do attribute that back to, uh, beating out the shyness of my system and learning how to knock on doors, okay? So flyers are good for those of you more introverted, but I would encourage you introverts who are shy, go get out in front of the customer um, and start knocking on doors. You should be looking at averaging one to two leads per hour, I would say, um, once you get comfortable um, with your pitch and everything at the door, okay? Again, that's a whole nother training. I don't wanna go down that rabbit trail too, too much, okay? Number three approach, getting famous in the neighborhood getting signs made up okay so you should be able to create these bandit signs and that they're not going to have a hundred words on them right it should just have your service your company name and like a phone number maybe a website very simple a good way to know this is drive your car by it driving like 50 you know we say kilometers here so we'll say 30 miles an hour for you americans drive your car 30 miles an hour pass the sign and tell me if you can read what it said okay most signs that i see have um, too much words, too much text on them, okay? So keep them simple. Again, watch out for bylaws and HOAs. I'm not saying go put up 3,000 signs tonight. I'm saying get selective and start to hide them in your ideal areas that you work in. Um, I'd be asking uh, your customers, hey, could we leave a sign up here for one week after? Um, is that cool with you? Yep, okay, great. Um, those of you brand new to business, I did this trick. Uh, I went out and knocked on, um, houses in prominent areas okay so we'll have like main streets in our area as you guys do as well and i would go knock on that corner house and say hey can i put a sign up here and in exchange i'll clean you know five of your windows for free do you want to point out which five you want cool i'd like to leave this sign here could i keep it up for you know three weeks or so is that cool with you um, a lot of times corner houses on busy streets, they're actually people renting. So if you can give them a clear view, you can put your sign up, good to go. That type of stuff is what I'm talking about, getting your phone to ring. Um, and, and just so you guys know, I'm not a fan of spending, you know, 15, 20% of your gross revenue into marketing. I prefer much more of a scrappy approach. And these methods I'm giving you, they don't break the bank, okay? They're a shoestring budget. Um, tried, tested, and true way of marketing um, that worked great, okay? So we gotta get to the neighborhoods and we got to um, be right in front of our customers because that is the best way to grow the business, okay? Again, I'd rather you go target today 10 neighborhoods in your area than take out a yellow pages listing or, or you know, spending a whole ton on, on digital ad spend when you're just trying to like broadcast to this huge market figure out who your customer is and go to their neighborhoods, okay? So um, some of you need to measure right now success on like how many hours per week did you spend not washing, but marketing, marketing sorry, in target neighborhoods, right? That's a key metric 
of success. And some of you right now, I know it's winter, it's cold where I am as well, we had snow yesterday. Um, but back to my um, painting days, guys, I was door knocking through the snow, right? In January, February, there's nothing wrong right now marketing and pre-selling your services so that you can be booking up your March, April, May. Um, there's nothing wrong with that right now. So again, think of these ways that we can actually get your business um, growing, okay? So we got a couple um, good questions coming in here. Um, Jeff White says, five rounds all day, baby, that's for sure. Uh, every job he completes, he leaves a door hanger on that job as well as the five jobs around it. Absolutely, man, this stuff works. Uh, and Tino says that he just posted uh, yard signs this morning and says it's his probably number one marketing tool. Yeah, like when you think about it, uh, everybody, you know, lawn signs, yard signs, bandit signs, bag signs, whatever you want to call them, they're anywhere from like, you know, three bucks to I think ours are like eight or nine dollars now where we are, but we'll call it three to ten dollars. Um, they're an amazing way to make the phone ring, especially during the busy season. So, you know, it's kind of a chicken or egg thing here where you're like, Dave, I hear you. I want to do all this marketing, but I only have like $13 in my account. So I have to wait and I have to wait and wait and wait. And so a whole nother training on like what we're charging and how we're planning our cash flow. But I'd really encourage you this year, feel how you feel right now with the cash shortage in your bank account potentially. And that's why we got to figure this out this year and actually invest a few dollars into marketing. Like I'm not saying invest tens of thousands of dollars, but if you took $2,000 right now and actually listened to this stream and did the stuff I'm telling you and got scrappy, I don't think there's any reason you couldn't spin that two grand into $20,000 of work, okay? I'm kind of a 10 times return guy um, when it comes to marketing. And if I'm going to put a dollar in, I want to be booking $10 in revenue on the top line, okay? That's just my personal opinion. Others will say 5 to 1. Others will say 20 to 1. I'm kind of a 10 to 1. That's what's worked for me and it's what I uh, what I like, okay? So um, just some important things to be thinking about. Uh, Lawrence has a good question here. Um, thoughts on postcard mailers? I think they're good, man. Um, they're good, not great, in my opinion. Um, we will mail out postcard mailers to our past clients, but we typically will not just pick an area and go, you know, EDDM it up type of thing, every door direct mail, um, and do out thousands at a time, okay? We, we just haven't done that. Um, my marketing director and myself were looking at that, but typically we just email out, um, or sorry, mail out to our past uh, customers, okay? Good, good question on that one. So let's keep moving along here with a few more things that we can talk about. Okay, we covered uh, the bandit signs. We covered um, the flyer delivery. We talked about the five rounds, okay, delivering to the neighbors around um, the, the uh, house that you just did. We touched on door knocking. Um, this is one I want to touch on next, guys. Are the two most powerful words, I think, in marketing. Both start with R reviews and referrals okay so we'll kind of camp here for a little bit um, we got a little bit more time left um, in the stream here to, to give you guys some more value hopefully we'll have time for a couple more questions so feel free to uh, pop them in the chat and we'll get to them if we have time okay so um, reviews guys is huge now reviews play right into referrals okay so in marketing I'll put it in the chat here. There's something called social proof, okay? So that is basically where if a friend or someone you know has a positive experience, they're gonna tell you about it. They're gonna, you know, the company will come on referral. You're automatically predisposed in your brain to go do business with that company because they put a smile on your friend's face, okay? So that's where reviews and referrals become very powerful. When you can get these reviews coming into your Google My Business on a cyclical cycle, I'm talking like getting reviews every week, um, and that's why I'm so big on a company like Nice Job is because they're gonna help. If you're doing a good job, as soon as you close out the job on your CRM, on your service management software, the customer is gonna have an opportunity to leave a review for you, okay? So when you've got these reviews trickling in every single week, people who search on Google or do research on your company, right? We get people who get a flyer from us or see a sign um, around the, the town. They go right into Google and put in our company name. They see those hundreds of reviews coming up. They start reading through them and they think, wow, 
if they've made you know 300 other people happy chances are pretty good that they're going to be able to revive my home and we're going to be happy with the experience okay so you've got to again back to brand building you've got to figure out a way to create neighborhood buzz i call it in your communities you're working in and have those people go leave reviews online for you. There's no reason that when you're done a job, you can't ask that customer for a review as well as a share in say a Facebook neighborhood group, okay? Some of you need to hear this. If you don't wanna go buck wild spending money, ask your customer and say, hey, do you mind sharing my company page inside your Facebook group? Are you in like a neighborhood Facebook group of sorts? It's like, oh yeah, we're in the families of whatever neighborhood you're working in. Perfect, would you mind sharing just your experience with my company today? Like free marketing guys, and that's why, like if you put in even 10% guys of these strategies I'm giving you, it will be money falling from the sky, okay? I firmly believe I can go into most service businesses and in an hour chat like this, go and find tens of thousands of dollars that you are leaving on the table with these simple marketing strategies, okay? So um, that that's gonna be an important one to talk about, getting reviews on the regular. I would create, again, the S word, I'd create a system around how to get reviews on the regular coming into your company, okay? Now, the, the big thing we haven't talked about too is like the ultimate marketing in the world, I believe, is just care for your customer, right? As Gary Vaynerchuk says, like he's like caring is the ultimate form of marketing, which you all these things I've told you, like becoming, you know, people referring you and writing reviews, if you're just doing kind of an average job, like kind of a B-level performance, you're not gonna be very referable, okay? So you first need to figure out how are we gonna do an amazing job in fulfillment and make sure our customer's so happy that we've created a raving fan and they're gonna go tell other people. Um, that's when business really becomes fun, right? That's where you can turn on reviews and referrals. But if you haven't first figured out how um, to make an amazing customer experience, then we've got some work to do in our operations department of our business first, right? But this live stream, this podcast is largely assuming that you know how to deliver a great experience, that a lot of home service business owners know how to do that. They just need these tools, these systems, this infrastructure to go and tell the world. And that's where Google reviews are literally just like your megaphone to the whole world saying, hey, this pressure washing company, this window cleaning company is awesome. Look at all these people leaving the reviews, okay? Now, with referrals, that's a whole nother one that um, works great, right? Again, you do a great job, customers refer you. Um, very, very important thing to be discussing is how we're gonna get people telling us about uh, our company. So I think when you finish the job, you should be leaving a couple business cards with um, your client. You should be uh, asking them, saying, we are a local family business. Um, we literally uh, survive off referrals. Do you have anyone in your, in your network, friends, neighbors, family, who you think could maybe benefit from our services? Oh, you know what? My neighbor, Cindy, up the street, we walk the dog every Wednesday. Um, she was actually saying her windows look pretty bad. That's perfect, Mrs. Smith. Um, would you mind passing on this business card to Cindy? Um, you know, you could even point out where she where she lives there and I'd be happy to knock on her door and get her a free quote, right? It's that level of like persistence, not in like badgering, but more in like being tenacious, right? And not just accepting no for an answer, sometimes leaving a business card, right? If I see the door open a little crack, I'm gonna kick that thing down and try and go to Cindy's house and turn up and do a quote right there on the spot. So like being a great marketer, guys, comes down to being hungry. Um, you wanna get the sale, but also if you're providing a really high level of service, it should be your like moral obligation to get out there and go and sell your services because if you truly believe that you're the best person in the area to do that, um, it should just come out of like who you are, right? Telling the good news, telling people about your great services, okay? So very uh, important to be uh, talking about. So, you know, guys, there's a lot of ways you can make the phone ring in your business. I wanna just encourage you on this, on this call today to be going, uh, again, deep with a few methods that work for you. And some of you that have been in business now 
two, three, four years, you're going to know right now if I asked you, hey, your name, what's the, how do you make the phone ring? And you're going to say this, this, and this. Perfect. Let's do more of that, okay? Some of you need to hear this message to like stop overcomplicating your business. You could build a seven-figure service business all around door knocking or, you know, all around flyers and signs. It just comes down to how you want to grow your business, okay? Some of you absolutely freak out if someone knocks at your door trying to sell stuff. So if that's your feeling, your sentiment towards someone at the door, then I would not encourage you to go build a whole business around door knocking because you're going to hate it, right? Others of you are like, I love talking to people at the door. Uh, I'm all about getting my word out in the community. Then you should probably be experimenting um, with door knocking. So ultimately, like, there's so many different ways you can scale up your business. I'm of the mind to keep things simple on the initial startup and then we can look at adding different levers as our business continues to grow. But I think a lot of um, business owners when they're early to the business, they're hearing like systems and marketing and admin and sales and pricing and hiring and there's like, oh my goodness, how do you stay up on top of all this stuff? And so that's why I wanted to make this simple training of just how we can keep things simple in marketing and not try overcomplicate the thing because I'm very aware of just how many departments of the business you have to get kind of going. Um, and that's kind of why I joke like growing a washing business, it's like you're riding a bicycle while you're juggling and you're eating like a turkey sandwich, right? It's just like this crazy task that you're trying to keep everything going. And so instead of juggling six balls in the air with six marketing things, what if we only looked at doing three, right? But we went deeper with those three. That's just kind of what I'm getting at here on this training for you. So um, I hope guys that that resonated um, today's training. I hope that you got some practical tips. Again, those of you watching along on Facebook here, um, feel free to ping me over a, a personal message or just put here in the comments. I'll check back through these comments when we're done. Just say um, top 10 uh, tips and I'll send you, it's like a four or five page PDF guide where I kind of explain like I did um, on this chat more um, you know, in depth of how we can go out and get jobs. And what I say guys from a, a macro level, if you just want to pull up out of the, the trees with me and get in our helicopter, look down on your business, you really just need to focus on three things, right? And they do start with P, which is kind of funny, right? We're talking today about projects, right? How to get jobs, how to market to jobs. We didn't even really talk about selling jobs, but that's the first one, right, is projects. Um, the second one is going to be profit, okay? And that's why I went off with, you know, you guys need to stop bidding for $99. You can charge more than you think, okay? When I got my business going, we are literally charging like three times more than I was when I got started. I didn't know what I didn't know. I had to work with a coach, work out my pricing, my charge rate, my gross profit margin, how much am I taking out, what's going to marketing. Very important, we look at the profit inside your business, okay? Little buzzword if you're writing it down. It's easy to stay busy, it's hard to stay profitable. You gotta know those numbers in your business, okay? So we got projects, first P, profit, second P, way over here, third one, is people okay those of you cresting that like two hundred and fifty thousand dollar mark you're probably not going to move to half a million dollars which is the next stage of the business build out you're probably not going to be able to do that without enrolling people on your team okay so that is the third one is people i obsess about this in my company how we get the best people how we retain them how we create a long roadmap for them to ascend through our company um, how we keep them around, keep them happy, how we recruit them. Um, that's all over here in people, okay? So most of you, like sub 200,000, you don't have to worry a whole lot about people. And that's kind of your like three-step progression, right? Is projects, marketing, people got to hear about you. Then we got to figure out rough budgets and pricing and how that works in and know your numbers. And then we got to get people going on our team. And your first hire, if you're listening to this, getting off the truck your first hire should be a technician your second hire should be a technician your third hire should be um could be a part-time office person okay so that's kind of the progression those are the three um, p's that i want you thinking about 
at a high level in um, your business. So um, yeah, thanks guys for the comments there. Um, um, some of you giving me great, great compliments, which is great. Um, I will be sending um, those top 10 tips to those of you who asked and those of you um, who wanna chat even further. Um, some of you are aware, some of you are not. Um, I have a high level coaching program that I work with um, washing business owners all across the country to structure, to systematize, to scale your business. Uh, where I'm the head coach in the program, helping you put these building blocks into place. So if you want info on that, um, you can head over to my website. I'll put it right here uh, into our chat here, homeservicebusinesscoach.com. You can check out the website and you can book a call um, directly with me to say, hey Dave, tell me more about systems, your program. I want to learn. I want to budget for it. Um, you can go check that out um, whenever you get the time. So we're going to wrap up there, everyone. We are three minutes over time. I feel like I could talk about this all day. Um, we're going to be doing more of these streams inside our Facebook group, casting onto the podcast. So uh, I appreciate all of you uh, for tuning in, uh, giving me some comments, giving me some love, and I hope that um, this value is resonating. Okay, As I shared off the top, uh, I read this book here. It changed my life, my way how I viewed business. Um, and I also look back to all the mentors here behind me on these books, coaches I've worked with to help move me to where I am today. And I'm not at a place where I feel like I know it all. I'm at a place where I feel like I'm a step or two ahead of you listening. And if I can invest and help mentor you along the way, whether that's in my paid coaching program or free on these streams, uh, I'm just here to help because I wanna see people level up and be able to have their washing business actually be a real asset that can provide freedom, income, and time, and that you can keep long-term um, to really live your ideal dream life. That's what it's about having a business, right? It's a vehicle to create your ideal dream lifestyle. So if you look in the mirror and you're like, man, my business is far from an ideal dream lifestyle, then we've got some work to do um, with building systems, right? So. We'll wrap up there, everybody. Um, thank you so much for watching. Happy Friday. I hope you have an incredible weekend. Um, God bless you all, and we'll be talking to you guys soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the episode today. If you want to get even more value from David, then book your free coaching call at homeservicebusinesscoach.com.